Welcome to the Dealing With It podcast. If you feel like you're on the stationary bike of life and can't get off, this show's for you. We'll help you ditch your counterproductive habits, build rewarding relationships, and set goals you'll actually reach. Whether you're a workaholic or just getting by, we'll help you get out of your own way and create a life you love. Are you ready to start dealing with it? everyone it's max i'm doing another solo episode today um and today we're going to be talking about dealing with big feelings (laughs) um so i just finished up a course that was on trauma and crisis and it was a really interesting course there was a lot of stuff in there that i just found fascinating because i sort of have always wondered like how do you actually deal with trauma? Like as a therapist and also just as like a human person, how do you deal with that kind of stuff, that that really serious stuff? Um, but I felt like some of the stuff I learned was also stuff I was like, well, that's definitely applicable sort of on a smaller, like lower scale, not such a serious scale to just like stuff we deal with in everyday life. And like a lot of the big feelings we can get just from being, you know, any kind of hurt we can feel from our relationships, from like disappointment, all that kind of stuff. So that's something I wanted to talk about today, about dealing with those big feelings. So to start off with, the first thing we have to look at is our relationship with our feelings. I know a lot of people, and I used to feel this way too, it used to be like this very much like me against my negative emotions. You know, I didn't want to feel hurt or embarrassed or angry or sad. I just like, I didn't want to feel them. And so the goal was like, how do I stop this feeling? How do I get rid of it? How do I fix it? And that is not a very helpful mindset to have when dealing with your feelings. Because at the end of the day, feelings are not a problem to be fixed. Feelings are, they're protective. So when we have feelings a lot, especially our negative feelings, a lot of the time, they're trying to protect us, you know, especially stuff like anger and embarrassment and shame, all that stuff is trying to serve us as social creatures in, you know, to protect us from being hurt more or from being isolated and stuff like that. And emotions are also like they're information, you know, they're not like, they're not like some kind of punishment or some kind of curse. They're just like our system being like, oh, hey, like something's wrong here. And when we can look at it a little bit more that way and less as like this battle to fight against our emotions, that's a lot more of a productive mindset. And another view you can look at um, emotions through is that without them, we probably wouldn't do anything. Actually, one of my favorite papers, which is called Life Tasks and Psychological Muscle, which is by Rasmussen and Schuyler, they talk about how without any emotion, without any like feelings of distress, like we wouldn't respond to challenges in our life. We wouldn't like do anything, you know? It's like a lot of times what we're motivated by is, oh, I don't want to feel this way. So I want to change something. So I don't feel this way. Or like, I do want to feel a way. So I'm going to do something to get that feeling. So it's like, without having those feelings, we just wouldn't do things. What would like, what would be the point kind of thing? So looking at it more this way, like it's not you versus your emotions. It's you and your emotions have the same goal, which is trying to protect yourself 
um, ultimately. And like, you want to feel good, but your body at the, the basic level is like, I'm just trying to survive. And this is part of like our survival instincts, our survival system. That's why we even evolved emotions to begin with. So that's the mindset from which I'm, I'm talking about this stuff right now. So in terms of actually dealing with the feelings, um, there's something in psychotherapy we call affect regulation. And affect basically just means your emotional state. So affect regulation is regulating your emotional state. And there's two parts to affect regulation or emotional regulation. One is modulation, emotional modulation or affect modulation, which essentially means being able to calm ourselves down. So being able to like get really activated. So like, you know, getting that that big spike of emotion and then kind of being able to come back to baseline or to get it down to a more tolerable level. And the second part is emotional tolerance or affect tolerance, which is being able to tolerate something. It's being able to feel it without being overwhelmed by it. So those are the kind of the two parts we're gonna talk about. So the first part is the emotional modulation part. And this is talking about calming down. And the important thing here is that good emotional modulation means you can calm yourself down without dissociating and without going into um, like avoidance tactics. So that's like avoidance tactics mean stuff like every time you have a big feeling you like have alcohol or you eat a whole bunch or you know you throw yourself into something so you don't feel the emotion like those are avoidance tactics and so actual good emotional modulation looks like you know something like breathing exercises or grounding exercises it can be stuff like physical exercise it can be um, physical contact all that kind of stuff stuff that like sort of calms our body down that's all good stuff and this is i think stuff people are more familiar with and stuff we're like taught a little bit more because you know as a society we're kind of emotionally repressed and so it in general it's like oh you have to be able to control your emotions you have to be able to like control yourself and a lot of times we do that in really maladaptive ways and really unhealthy ways Um, but I think people more and more are understanding that there are healthier ways to deal with it and stuff like that. So I'm not going to get too far into that one because that's just sort of like, you probably already have ideas about how you can calm yourself down and sort of what works for you. Um, there's plenty of resources online about that. So I'm not going to get too far into that. The one I really wanted to talk about, um, is emotional tolerance or affect tolerance. And I've been just super interested by the idea of tolerance lately. For, for a couple of reasons. I mean, I'm, I'm going to talk mostly about emotional tolerance, but like emotional tolerance is stuff like it's being able to handle the discomfort of emotions, being able to handle distress. It's also stuff like, like patience. A lot of patience is about tolerance. And, you know, we also talk about stuff like, like pain tolerance and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot, there's a lot to that and it's all kind of interrelated But this is something I don't see talked about as much. And I think because people aren't as much aware of it, we really underestimate and misunderstand our capacity to raise our tolerance or how we inadvertently raise our tolerance for things when maybe we shouldn't. Um, I want to take a little aside here to tell you how I I got to this topic, how I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Because part of it was um, the stuff I was talking about in in the trauma course, But the other thing was lately I sort of had two realizations in like the last couple months and last month. 
So one was about food. So I realized in like sometime in the last like year or so that I had inadvertently trained myself to like avocados. Like I don't, I didn't used to like avocados, but now I really like them and I'll just eat them like plain with salt. And so at, at some point I was like, okay, you know what? I really don't like raw tomatoes, but tomatoes go into so many things that I really like to just be able to eat tomatoes and not, not always have to be like, no tomato or like pick it off or like all that kind of thing. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna start putting raw tomato on things and I'm gonna eat it and I'm gonna keep going until I can like tolerate eating it. And I did this for quite a while. Like I would put it in things where it would taste like okay and I was fine with it. Like I wouldn't just eat them straight because that was too much exposure all at once. But now I can just eat raw tomatoes and it's fine. Like I don't love them, but I'll eat them now. And then even more recently, Lindsay and I both decided that we wanted to be able to eat olives because we didn't like olives. Um, and we wanted to be able to eat olives. So we started doing the same thing of like putting them in stuff we like and trying to figure out how to like, you know, embrace the flavor or whatever to the point where we could eat them. And this was just really interesting to me because I was like, I feel like I've had experiences with people before who have very, like adults who have very limited palates and they just don't like a lot of things. So they eat a very, very small range of things. And I was always curious about that because I was like, how does that happen? And is that like kind of a permanent thing? But in doing this, it was like, you know, you can expose yourself to these things and over time you will develop like a tolerance for them and like you may never like them, but your body can get used to them. I think this idea actually originally came from seeing an Instagram post that talked about, that was talking about um, kids psychology around food and how kids might not like food and you have to expose them to it like at least 10 times for them to like it or it was something along those lines. And I was like, I wonder if I can do that with myself. And I did, and it worked. So that was really interesting, a really interesting little like self-experiment and tolerance. And then the other thing, this wasn't like something I tried to do, it was just something I noticed, which is on my, like, my trip that I just had to BC, I noticed how much patience I had for waiting. Like I'm, I would say I'm a fairly patient person, but I think we've all, you know, none of us really like waiting. Waiting kind of sucks. But I, I just realized like I had, you know, I was in the airport for a couple hours. I had, my flights were like five hours long. And when I did get there, I went on a car ride that was four hours. And in the middle of that four hours, we broke down at like a rest stop that was just a bathroom. There was no food or anything in like the middle of nowhere. Uh, for another like two or three hours. And through that time, I was like, fine. I was fine with the waiting. I like, there wasn't really many points where I was like, oh my God, I'm so like done with this. I just want this to be done. Like my, so my patience has really gotten better. And I think that's the same thing. It's just like a tolerance thing. I think it's something that you just, I, I, I think I just sort of inadvertently practiced, you know, through, like doing meditation and all that kind of stuff. And it just got easier and easier. So I think that stuff is really interesting because it shows how malleable we are. You know, I think sometimes we think that, you know, we get an, an opinion about something like, I don't like tomatoes. And then we just hold on to that opinion and we maybe never question it again. Cause I've had several things come up lately where I was like, I don't know why I just decided that was the truth and like never look to examine it again until like years and years later. But this is a concept I think is really 
important to be to understand for for two reasons. And the first one is that if we don't understand how we we develop tolerance even when we don't mean to, like I did with the patience thing, and that was like a positive experience, but it's like you can also find yourself in kind of crappy situations because it's like maybe things were okay at the start and then they just slowly get worse and worse and you don't really notice because it's a gradual process. And we have ridiculous resilience actually as humans for we have a very big tolerance for things, even when they're really uncomfortable, we do. So I think that's part of the reason people get, can get stuck in bad situations because you sort of develop a tolerance for it or you kind of start to get used to it, you adapt to it. And all of a sudden you find yourself in a like very deep into an awful situation and you're like, how did I get here? And that can make it hard to get out of because we tend to stay in places that are familiar even if they're really uncomfortable. And then the other reason is because it means we can build our tolerance for things. So if there's something you think you can't handle, especially like in relation to emotions, since that's what we're talking about, like you can take steps to build up your tolerance so you can get there. And this is kind of how we can start to heal those big wounds we have and whether they're really big, scary feelings we have is you can kind of microdose yourself with them. And that's kind of how, in my understanding, um, a lot of trauma therapy works is like you kind of microdose the feelings and you also are simultaneously building up your uh, modulation skills so you're able to to calm yourself down and then you just like expose yourself a little bit and then you when you can handle that you do like a little bit more and so this is just one of those things that I think is really important to understand because I didn't really I honestly before this course I didn't really understand this topic I didn't really know about it didn't really get it but it's it's huge you know to be like I think I've definitely had times in life where I'm like I'm scared of feeling this feeling because I think it will overwhelm me and that's when it can be like ideally with the help of a a therapist you know you can start to dig into those feelings and feel them a little bit and feel them a little bit more and they get easier to tolerate over time and the better you get at it the less it you know hits you like a train every single time and I think that's ultimately the goal right like The goal, in my eyes anyway, is never to get rid of your feelings. It's not to stop feeling your feelings. It's to make the experience of feeling your feelings less awful, basically. (laughs) You know, and we can get to that place by, by working on our calming skills, but also by working on our tolerance and working to let go of the resistance we have to stuff. And that might be a whole other topic is, is resistance, because I really think that half the battle of dealing with feelings is stop resisting them. That's like half the work you have to do is to stop feeling like you shouldn't feel that way or you don't want to feel that way. And that's something that takes practice and it takes active work on yourself. And it's not an easy thing, but it really does, in my experience, make your life better when you don't have such resistance to things. And so I think that's kind of where I'm going to wrap up. I, I'm still, this is still a concept I'm like investigating. So I can't tell you definitively, like here is step by step by step how to deal with this. This is just really, I wanted to introduce the topic of tolerance because it has been such a like mind blowing concept for me. And it's been such a big thing um, in my own like personal growth journey to be like, oh, I actually can do this and it will get easier over time. It doesn't stay it's not going to be so hard forever. It's not going to be 
so uncomfortable forever, but I have to, <laughs> you know, I have to accept that it's going to be this uncomfortable right now and to stop resisting that feeling. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you folks are enjoying these podcasts and enjoying these solo episodes and hope we get to hear a Lindsay solo episode soon. But otherwise, I will see you in one of the next episodes. Bye. Thanks so much for hitting play today. If you liked today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share it on social media, or leave a review. You can find Lindsay online at Lindsay Mick on Instagram, Pinterest, or Facebook. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-M-C-K-K. You can find me, Max, on Instagram at MindfullyMax. We hope you'll join us again on the next episode of the Dealing With It podcast. Thanks for listening.